Hello, everyone. My name is Taylor. And I'm Kelly. And we are the co-hosts of Jumping Bomb Audio, the number one show all about the world of Joshi Pro Wrestling. Episodes drop every other Monday where we discuss the biggest Joshi news, review shows, and preview the hottest upcoming Joshi action. So whether you're a new fan or an old fan, we've got something here for you at Jumping Bomb Audio. Check us out on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Uh, 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 uh. Competition starting to get thick, it's the click, so I hope you watch your A-game. A-mate, no lanes on the track when we unite and spit, this is an A-game, better bring your A-game. Competition starting to get thick, it's the click, so I hope you watch your A-game. A-mate, no lanes on the track when we unite. Hey now, it's the Mike and JD Show, and I'm your host, Mike Gilbert, and I'm joined as always by JD by God Oliva. How you doing, JD? I'm all right, man. We're recording this on a. We're gonna reveal the gimmick that we're recording early tonight. Well, I, guess I, I just. Did. I mean, if we weren't, we yeah. If we weren't, we kind of have to now. Yeah. <laughs> well, we had. Well, it'd have been weird. People would be trying to communicate with us, and we wouldn't be. We'd be ignoring them because we usually get some pretty good chat feedback, and maybe like these guys are being yeah. bigger dickheads than usual by not responding, which also would not be out <laughs> of character. But you know. Yeah. Yeah. So we're actually recording this on Wednesday night. Um, I did put this in the Patreon, so just in case any, I didn't advertise this at all. I just threw it in the Patreon just to see if, uh, if anybody was lurking around the Patreon tonight, they could jump in. But, um, this is Wednesday night, 24 hours early. And the reason why we're recording early is because I'm actually going to be traveling, uh, on Thursday. I, as of right now, so what I'm doing is called space available travel. So it's like, you know, we got like uh, these huge cargo planes in the Air Force and they're going back and forth to all these different bases. Well, they go back and forth to to um, Travis Air Force Base in California like, you know, six, seven times a week. So uh, instead of us paying for a flight, we're just going to go try to jump on one of those. Um, uh, the only the, the downside is, is we got to spend all day at the terminal trying to get on one of those flights. But uh, the good side is, is it's free. So we're going to try to take a free trip home. Um and uh, go see some family for the holidays, and hopefully we're able to get on a flight. If if we can't get on one tomorrow, we'll try again on Friday. But because it's, I'm very likely to be, you know, on the road essentially on Thursday. We're just going to record it on Wednesday, and then uh, uh, we're going to set this video up to premiere at the usual time. Because JD, every time we we do a show and it's not on Thursday night at our normal time, our numbers drop significantly. It. It's they dude, it's incredible. Yeah, our our guys are creatures of habit, and they like us at our normal time, our same bad time on our same bad channels. So, uh, you know, why ruin a good thing? You know, why make people yeah. work around our schedule? Yeah, and you know, we could actually do the show an hour earlier um, because of the time difference. Now, like we're closer in time, we're four hours. So, where I was recording before daylight savings, I was recording at five thirty p.m because we were five hours difference, but now it's only four hours difference. I just moved my time up an hour instead of moving you back an hour because our audience is so accustomed to 1030 central time recording or watching the show and interacting with us at that time. So uh, we realized uh, we know what you guys want and you guys want the same every week. 
that's what we're going to do. If this is what you guys like, because again, it's always like you can always tell the weeks that we are off schedule because the numbers just go completely. (laughs) So, yeah, fuck it. This is what we do. This is what we are. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's 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 all good and uh, no big deal. We're we're really excited to be able to record. Um, we we tried a couple of times this week, but we're able to do it today. Um, and uh, JD, I, I do want to start the show off because I gotta be honest. Um, I'm not really happy with the voices of wrestling right now uh, for two reasons. Um, so I listened to their show today, the flagship show, um, and our bosses. The first thing I heard when I listened was our boss Joe Lanza burying. Just straight up burying. It's a wonderful life, and it's I'm a like, life. I thought the same thing. Yeah, I was just like, dude, come on. He just straight, it buried it. Buried Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street was just slamming, slamming Christmas movie after Christmas movie, and I'm like, you know what? If you guys, if you, if Voices of Wrestling need JD and I to class this join up a little bit, then that's what we're going to do. We actually recorded a Christmas movie special just last week. And uh, I'm gonna release that for everybody, and uh, and so everybody can check that out. So, um, if you like "It's a Wonderful Life," if you are a, a a person of dignity and great character, and you like "It's a Wonderful Life," well, JD and I are the guys for you because we absolutely love that movie. We talked about it on our latest Christmas special. Let's be honest, Joe and Rich are not very smaltzy guys. You and I, <laughs> yeah. pretty schmaltzy. Let's be let's be yeah. honest. You you and I are far more uh, <laughs> far more um, yeah. Yeah, corny than either of those yeah. two guys are. So I'm, I wasn't yeah. surprised when I heard that. Disappointed, but not surprised. Yeah. 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 D- d- I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. And the other thing, yeah. and this really and this really pissed me off. Um, and I and I'm gonna play the clip here in a second, but you know, I earlier this week, Scott Demore, and this is what we'll lead the show off with. Scott Demore was on Busted Open Radio, and he was kind of touting that he is on the verge of signing one of the biggest signings in TNA. He said uh, it's going to blow everybody's socks off. It's 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 going to be a big deal, right? And so I had a little bit of time on Monday. Over the weekend, I did not get to record a brace for impact because I was just my schedule was swamped. And uh, to be honest, there wasn't really much to talk about in the world of TNA because they're not producing new content right now. So I had nothing really to cover. And so and the news items that they had would have I would have had maybe five minutes to talk about, but. Scott Demore go, goes ahead and he he you know feeds us podcasters some news to talk about, uh, touting this uh, big signing. And so I went on I went on to our Patreon and I recorded a show, um, talking about who I thought it was going to be. Now I started that show off um, basically saying that I thought it would be Dolph Ziggler and that Dolph Ziggler would be a little bit of a disappointment. JD, I'll get your comments here in a, here in a sec. Um, I said the only person that would not be a disappointed, or I said two people would not be disappointments. I said Sasha Banks, Mercedes Monet, and Kazuchika Okada. And I said neither one are really all that likely. I said um, Mercedes Monet would probably be the biggest one for TNA to get, um, the most famous person that they could possibly get that would probably make the, the you know, to help their company out the most. <clears throat> but she's WWE bound. They ain't got a hope in hell. Well, then Joe Lanza. What a jerk this guy is. Totally shits all over my podcast. Um, Barry is everything I had just said. And uh, with this comment from uh, from the flagship show, take a listen. W may have lost their grip on Sasha Banks as well. Uh, you know, you know, Impact is touting that they have a big signing to announce in January, and they're they're touting it as a big one. Um, I would not totally discount Sasha Banks for Impact. 
And Unbelievable. The reason I say that, our TNA, I guess, it's, it, we're back to TNA. Yep. After oh, yeah, we, uh, yeah, final resolution is the final impact. <laughs> so, we're, we're, we're TNA. Right when, you get, you, right when you get used to saying impact, now you have to get used to saying TNA again. But, um, yeah, as we know, they've made plays. They made plays for Will Ospreay and Punk to whatever degree they made those plays. And they are they ha- they basically have a fistful of money that they're trying to spend on a big free agent. We, t- <clears throat> yeah. So essentially, they got like a fistful of money in there. Go ahead. No, I say I went to the BFI chat and just uh, I said I went to the BFI chat today <laughs> and I just dropped that and walked away. Like I just said, oh yeah, Voices Wrestling saying that uh, Sasha Banks co- or Mercedes coming to Impact or TNA, and then I didn't say anything else. And people were, I came back so finals so i didn't even really drop the bomb and like people had like follow-ups and i had nothing i wouldn't have anything to give to me i was like <laughs> i don't have any secret info like I didn't big deal. it was uh it was entertaining me today about it yeah yeah you did you did really drop a big bombshell and they were tagging me and they were like uh hey mike you're in some of those chats what do you know man uh and i was just like dude i know nothing so i uh, you then you texted me and you're like, oh, it was just on the flagship. No worries, go check it out. So I was like, okay, because I had not at that point listened to the flagship just yet, and I listened to that. Joe Lanza is not reporting the Sasha Banks is signing with TNA. He's just saying TNA has a no. fistful of money, and they are trying to spend it on somebody. And the biggest possible name that they could spend it on right now would be Mercedes Monet. Oh, 100%. And that is the biggest signing they could have right now. Um. Joe also has mentioned stuff about how Mercedes' New Japan run has kind of been a flop, which I was surprised to hear him say until he backed up his words by pulling up the fact she, you know, she hasn't, like, other than the, the show in California, it hasn't really drawn much, and she's been hurt for most of it. So, you know, maybe um, maybe it has been. Maybe it is time for her to find some big money. And, like, I think it's funny that you just said, oh, she's going back to WWE, because that's what Mike always says. Whenever there's a free agent available, <laughs> anyone, anyone, anyone who's a free agent, anytime anyone's up for grabs, Mike says, oh, they're definitely going to WWE. He just assumes that anybody in pro wrestling who's con- who's not signed to a contract wants to or is on their way to or eventually will be signed by WWE. We've had this show for two years, and he has reported that Matt Cardona is going to WWE no less than six times. No less than six, two years. Yeah, um, I, I I think everybody that I that like, yeah, it's been what FTR, right? That was one. Uh, Matt Cardona was one. There's been a lot of people that I've just assumed they were all going back to WWE because, you know, I it's historical precedent, right? Everybody ends up going back eventually. So naturally, why would that not be my first assumption that they would be going back to WWE? It only makes sense that that's where they would go. I figured that if I just keep saying it, it's. You know, I'm probably going to be about 75% right. Unfortunately, lately, I have not had a really good batting average with that uh, mentality. The one guy you didn't say was CM Punk, and that happened. <laughs> I said, in fact, I said he would never go back. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh. So apparently, I don't know if you heard this today, too. I guess Sean Ross Sapp reported that Mercedes is asking for more money than Cher just resigned the biggest, supposedly the biggest contract, women contract in WWE history for. She's asking for significantly more money than that. I mean, if you can get it, go for it, girl. Right. I mean, you know, like I'm not I'm Dang. not going to hate on anybody for. Yeah, I'm not going to hate on anybody for trying to get paid. Go get go get paid. It might not work out, though, and she might end up pricing herself out of a WWE deal, which would then leave her, you know, with 
TNA and AEW as options. And as it stands right now, it it seems like you know AEW and the and Sasha Banks have basically they're not really talking at this point. Um, and TNA is right there and wants to just blow money on somebody. And why why not her? And I and Joe and Rich brought up um brought up the fact that TNA does a lot of short term deals. Like a lot of their deals are like six months. They're willing to instead of like forcing someone to come in or forcing is a strong word. Instead of locking someone down for three years where they can't do anything other than your promotion, they're like, come in for six months, give us a shot for six months. And then if you like it, you know, we'll, we'll extend your stay and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll try to do business going, going further than that. Um, and then if uh, you don't like it, well, then you can go do something else. And I, I think that could be an option while, while Mercedes, you know, Mercedes and Trinity, both, they work together in TNA while they're, you know, checking out the landscape of WWE and then uh, seeing how things shake up there and then eventually going back to get that big money over there. Are they going to get the big money over there? And that's that. Here's where I'm at right now. We, we where everybody goes back, companies doing better without the two of them than they were when they were there. What's the incentive <laughs> yeah. to resign? What's the what? If I'm Nick Khan, let's not like forget about Paul. Paul's a dork. Like he just wants all his NXT kids back. If you're Nick Khan, who's like the real guy on the company now, why do you want like why do you want Sasha Banks and, and Trinity back? Like what or what do they have to offer that you can't get from what you have now? My my mentality is if I'm looking at it purely like taking the emotional context out of it, like put yourself in a Nick Khan shoes, and I don't think Nick Khan. It, runs this business based off of emotion. It doesn't seem that that's what not. he does business. Right? Oh. Yeah. So if, if you take the emotional context and historical context of what those two ladies meant to WWE and their fans, if you take it based off of, you know, what they're able to draw, um, you don't bring them back. You, you just create somebody new. You just build up the next person to take their spot. Say, thank you. Thank you guys. Go, go do your thing. We can, uh, we can create new talent and uh, you're, Everybody essentially in that promotion is replaceable, right? We thought John Cena couldn't be replaced. Here comes Roman Reigns, right? And then now Roman Reigns uh, can't be replaced. He only shows up every couple of months. You got Cody and you got Seth Rollins and you got other guys doing just fine without him, right? Like that place is just a machine and it just cranks out stars. Um, so yeah, if, if, if I'm the one negotiating the deal for the WWE, the WWE side, I'm like, no, I, I don't, I don't really, no, I don't, I'm not giving you that fucking money here. Here's what I'll give you. And if you don't like it, go to TNA. Does it crank out stars? Maybe I'm wrong on this. I would think a star yeah. is someone that could, that could, that can bring an audience somewhere else. Who has left WWE other than CM Punk? CM Punk has proven to be a star who has left WWE and brought an audience with them anywhere. A significant audience. What? One that matters. What, okay. Okay, it, it depends on your definition of star. What what I'm my saying is star WWE. Is someone who fucking matter. No, my no, I know they right. call everyone super. W- everyone who puts on a pair of trousers. Yeah, I'm super just super. I'm just meeting people. I'm just, what I'm saying is is they just crank out people that they could fill their cards out with that they can do well yeah. with no matter what, right? That that's that's those what I'm saying. Stars. Right? Those aren't stars. Yeah. Well, they crank out those are WWE they stars. No, the WWE superstars, which is code for cog in the machine. Because when you leave yeah the nest you don't fly punk is the one guy who has who immediately made a big difference 
when he left. Moxley had to basically rebuild himself and became a star again. Brian Danielson basically, you know, had some, but I mean, it wasn't like dynamite ratings went crazy for him. And he was a massive star over there. Right. And that's yeah. the thing about WWE I would fans say- is they like WWE. They don't care about like our good buddies because I just support the people that goes there that, that are there. No, you don't. You support the machine because whenever anybody yeah. leaves, the whole fandom acts like they don't matter anymore. And they never did. So I'm just yeah. I, I I disagree with this notion that that they crank out stars because if L.A. Knight leaves tomorrow, he's not going to mean shit on the independence again. He's back to Eli. I, Drake. I just. Yeah, I think you just took it the wrong way. I think I just meant like, like it doesn't matter. Like they, they have, they have a, yeah, they, they have a next man up mentality, right? They do. Have like a next one man guy up, goes though. down, one one guy goes down, they're they're just cranking out the next person. If if the word star gets you grind grinds your gears, I won't use that one. But uh, I, no, I just I mean, mean like they just got the next talent ready to go. No big deal. But I don't think. But here's the thing, though. I don't think you're wrong. I think this is. I think that yeah. leads into what we're talking about. Sasha Banks. And she's asking. Or Sasha Banks. Mercedes Monet. She's asking for all this money. And it's like, all right, are you worth it? It's not like New Japan went crazy when she was under there, and it doesn't sound like New Japan is in all in a hurry to work with her again. Like, what did she really yeah. mean for their bottom line? Not a lot. Not what Chris yeah. Jericho yeah. meant, and they paid. They paid her a lot of money. So I mean, Monet. So I just. I don't. <laughs> I push back on this idea that they create stars. They create very strong sprockets that keep that yeah. machine humming. Yeah. And so for TNA, I, I think the inevitable answer is going to be, will she be worth the money that they're going to have to dish out to get her? Um, I, I don't know that we'll ever know the answer to that question. Cause a, I don't know that we'll ever know how much she gets paid and B, I don't know that how we'll ever know how much she's bringing in, right? Like, like we'll, we'll never know the true definition of that answer. I I think the short answer is probably not, but uh, they, they need a big splash if they're going to get any kind of attention. And I think they're willing to take a loss on this to just, you know, just to attract some other free agents to come over there because they, they've, they've been, you know, like, look, if they'd have brought Will Ospreay over and they paid him a million a year, they were never getting that money back. They were, uh, you know what I mean? As great as he is, they were never getting that money back. You know what I mean? And if they do the same thing for Sasha, they're they're never getting that money back. I think they're just trying to get themselves in the fucking game and just trying to attract new free agents and just trying to make some kind of noise. And I, you know what? I, I applaud it. I don't know if it, in a business sense it's ever going to work, but you got to take some chances if you're ever going to, you know, improve your stock in this business. I agree with 100% of what you said. 100%. Two thoughts. One, I don't think TNA has ever seen a return on anyone they've ever brought in. Right, because this is not a company that's designed to draw. It never has been. Right, like think about it. These were they they hired TV stars. They never yeah. went on tour. They never sold tickets. They never sold pay per views. So they never. I, I don't think they've ever gotten a return on investment for a particular star that they've ever signed. Maybe Kurt Angle, but I mean, even then, it probably took a long time. Like I don't, I don't think I'm crazy of saying that. And I agree with you. They do need to make a splash. Because, but, but at the same time, I was told TNA has all this buzz, Mike. I was told that TNA is so <laughs> buzz right now. There's so much buzz about this TNA return. There's just tons and tons of buzz, tons of buzz that they got less than 700 tickets sold. The big comeback show, tons of buzz, tons, tons of buzz, tons. <laughs> yeah, they they have people interested, but uh, it, it depends on Do your they? definition of buzz. Yeah, they do. They do. They have their their people. The TNA fans are really interested, and people outside of TNA okay. are talking about it. 
did that translate into ticket sales? Of course not. No, we, we haven't seen that. That's not a buzz. But, and there's no buzz. No, the buzz I'm, I'm just real. saying. I'm and just saying. Thing. Buzz isn't a real but thing. You're, you you're, about, oh, this but you're, you're, arguing, you're arguing semantics again. You're, you're focused on the word star and your definition of the word star. And now you're focused on the word buzz. And the reason why you're focused on it is because some dickhead, an absolute dickhead, posted a tweet. This guy has no followers. But he posted a tweet saying that, that TNA had more buzz than, than AEW. And the gall of this cocksucker to do that. He cannot like he he should not be able to say stuff like that because it's just not true. He has no evidence to I don't back think it anybody, up. He just I don't he think just said that because I have yeah. this problem about yeah. people talking shit out of their ass. It bothers me. It drives <laughs> me crazy when people just say things and have absolutely no ground to stand on when they say <laughs> it. it. I I I've got this thing about lying that really drives me crazy. I don't like it. Yeah. I, I get it worked up. When people say stupid shit, it just it just bugs me. And saying that like this company, like, if you don't, if you cannot sell more than a thousand tickets for a building, you don't have buzz. You don't. It's not a real thing. And yeah. I just hate that. Pe- I don't like buzzwords. Buzzwords, like it just they don't make. <laughs> yeah. it's not. It's yeah. not real. Like the reality I, is, I this think... company does need a splash. They do need to bring in a Mercedes yeah. Monet. They do need to bring in somebody because they're over two on big free agents, and they're trying to step up to the plate. So they need to. And I think, quite frankly, I think it's going to happen. I think they're going to sign her. And I don't think, because I think it doesn't matter if she brings in return on investment. I think they need the optics right yeah. now, which sometimes is more yeah, important than no. the money. Yeah, I, 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 I don't, I don't, A, I don't, I don't think they're going to sign her. I you don't I think really? that she's, no, I don't. I really don't. I, I still really? think that she's going back to WWE. I just know this company. I don't think they have what it takes. I don't, I just don't think they have what it takes to bring in a star like that. I just don't. And because I've been following them pretty in depth for a long time, uh, you know, and I'm I'm not talking about the Dixie Carter era. Somebody's gonna come at me. He's like, "Well, they signed they signed Sting, they signed Kurt Angle, they signed Christian guys." That was Dixie years. Carter. Yeah, that was Dixie Carter, and Dixie Carter had Panda Energy money. This is mm-hmm. Scott Demore, and he's got Anthem money. Now Anthem does have money. Anthem don't like to blow their money, right? And everybody always says they're willing to spend. If it's important, but when it comes to talent, I have not seen the evidence of that, right? So I need to see a little bit of evidence that that's true. I think this whole fucking thing is just leading to a a Ziggy Dolphin is what I like to call him. Dolph Ziggler himself. I think think (laughs) Ziggy Dolphin, formerly known as Dolph Ziggler, is going to come in and he's going to show the world that he can have three and a half star matches. I think that's what this whole thing's about. Can um anthem does like they got those short arms with those deep pockets that is true they got all this <laughs> yeah, money but yeah. they never seem to they never seem to reach for it that's that's a good point um i that scott demore um i'm sorry scott demore said it's going to shock the wrestling world if it's dolph ziggler if nick nemeth you're not shocking anyone like that doesn't surprise well some dna yeah. fans go oh, that's pretty cool they'll probably get a little excited about it but nobody yeah. is shocked like that's a that's a big strikeout. I'm sorry. If that's if that's what it is, that's a huge whiff. Yeah, you know, and it's one of those things you over you're over promising, right? And under under delivering when you should really do the opposite. Um so the here. only yeah, the only the only name that makes sense to fit the bill of the of the hard sell that he did on Busted Open would be Sasha. So um, I just, I, I don't know. I'm maybe I'm just pessimistic, Mike, on on this 
you know, their ability to be able to get this deal done. Um, honestly, if they do bring in Sasha, I think, um, I think they're still bringing in Ziggler. I think that that guy's just coming in no matter what. Um, and I don't think Riddle's coming in, by the way. I don't think he's gone. He's, he's court guy. It seems like court got him back. He kind of got yeah. his, one of his big starts with MLW. And it seems like he's going back there and, you know, courts, the problematic wrestler whisperer, right? I think Lance yeah. coined that term too, but I mean, like he does, he does a good job with those guys. So maybe, and again, I think, I think if, if TNA signs them, there's going to be people in the wrestling media. We all know who are going to be like super on them. Whereas if court signs them, it's like, Oh, well, just another, just another guy over an MLW. Like, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't, I think, I think Riddle's headed for, for MLW. I don't know. Like, I think if Ziggler well, comes no, in and they bring him in as a guy, it's fine. Yeah. Well, he's going to MLW, saying, but no, is, he's gonna, yeah. is he signed or is he going to be there long-term? That's the question. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Who, yeah. Who knows? Sorry. Go, finish Here. your thought on Ziggler. I'm sorry. Oh, he sucks. Um, That's my thought on Ziggler. I can't stand the guy. He doesn't care. He, he admittedly says he doesn't follow pro wrestling. doesn't care. I ranted about him last week. I just, who I, I haven't cared about Dolph Ziggler in over a decade. I don't think you should either. I don't think anybody should. Man, the man doesn't care. Doesn't. So why should we? Yeah. Why shouldn't he? Yeah. Us? Did you hear? Did yeah. you hear Okada signed Barry Bloom as his agent? Um. Well, Sean Rossap uh, put poured some cold water on that. Oh, he's saying that that okay. deal is nowhere near. He said it's nowhere near official yet. So, um, super super Jcast hinted at it. Other people are hinting at it. Nobody's fucking reporting it. Everybody just wants to be vague and hinting at stuff. Uh, nobody wants to report anything. You just want to put eyeball emojis and, Big and do cryptic, yeah, cryptic <laughs> tweets like you're the fucking Riddler. Just say what it is, guys. <laughs> God damn it. We're um, fucking worked up tonight, man. I know, man. But <laughs> but yeah. So um, yeah, and then you know a lot of people tweeted that and like, oh, we, we think we think it's Barry Bloom. And then Sean Ross Epps said, he goes, he might get Barry Bloom, but. Um, that deal is not done yet. So, but if he did get Barry Bloom, I, I think that he's very likely headed to either AEW or WWE. I don't, I don't see him stick around New Japan. No, no, you don't hire an American agent if you're going to sign for New Japan. If you're going back to Bushi Road, what happened there? Uh, that that's that's the thing. It's like I I think Bushi Road does it appear to be doing well right now. <laughs> I yep, and sure. and I you know, you know what I mean like like stocks down a little bit you know and the 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 Japanese you know dollar figure dollar amount the yen right now is down right now and so there seems to be some issues there um, and if you're Okada and you're 35 36 you're a little bit beat up you got some nagging injuries and you saw Nakamura making really good money you know in WWE and he's never been the top guy there but. You know what? Okada's been a top guy for a long time. He might not give a fuck anymore. He's like, now he wants to go. He's like, look, I've been the top guy in a promotion for a long time. I'd like to just go get paid now. And maybe he's wanting to do that. Who knows? Um, and then, or he could go to AEW and still work some Japan, you know, work some Japan dates. Um, and he won't be the top guy in Japan, but he could be, you know, a guy in Japan while still working in the U.S. and making bigger money. Hey, Kota Ibushi's working the next Noah, big Noah show. And he's all late. Yeah. So yeah. I could honestly both are a good move for him. If he's if he's grown weird, because that's saying he'll never be a top guy in the US. He just won't. Yeah. Like maybe in maybe in AEW more than WWE, 
I mean, he's got to genuflect onto Max like everyone has to if he goes to AEW. But I mean, like, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe he doesn't care. Maybe he just wants to cash some checks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and at this point, look, I get it, man. Look, I'm, I'm 40, right? And I'm, I'm about to, I'm about to hit 20 years in the military. I have some big decisions to make. Um, a big part of me, like my heart is where my job currently is. And I feel committed to this job and I've, you know, been all over the world and I've done a great job, but I'd also like to, you know, go get paid. <laughs> so like, uh, I, I think what I'm doing now, I could probably make a lot more money without the threat of war hanging over my head. Like that, those thoughts enter your mind. So it's like, Eric. maybe I could just go get paid. You know what I mean? But like, you know, you've been doing this since you were a kid. Right. And that's kind of where, a lot of people are like people like that are in pro wrestling. They don't really, you know, I, I, J in Japan, the culture is different. They like being a part of being attached to a promotion is very much part of their identity and they don't want to break, break away from that. And then eventually once they get older, they start to, they start to stick around. Now I know in the eighties is a little bit different. They're going back and forth, but yeah. you know, Okada has been there a long time, right? Like, like, you know, you know, Mara Fuji never left Noah. Like, and it took a long time for Kenta to leave Noah. And, um, and who, oh God, uh, Katsuhiko Nakajima just left Noah and he's what, 36, 37. He's been there since he was a kid. Yeah, so it's like, it, it's a big deal when people leave their promotion. Around. Yeah. Nakajima's bounced around. He hasn't been, he isn't like Noah for life. Like he, he spent a good chunk of his career in Noah, but he's done a lot. Cause he's just, he's a Kensuke guy. So he just went wherever Kensuke was when he was younger. Now, here's the thing, oh, okay. the younger, the older generation of Japanese guys, when they got to a certain level, they bounced the promotion and founded their own, you know, as is the case with Giant Baba and Tony Inoki, uh, Shinya Hashimoto oh, yeah. did it, like, it, uh, um, oh God, um, 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 uh, Akira, Akira Maeda, like, it's, it's happened numerous times, right? It's happened a lot in Japan, so... I don't think that he's interested in that, but it's not unprecedented for a guy to be on top for so long in Japan. Because you're right, there is that culture of working for the team and doing this and that. But again, when you're a star, a legit star, and Okada in Japan, Okada is a legitimate star, right? That guy goes somewhere else, and people pay attention and go to shows and watch what's going on. Like it's it's still a much more star driven business over there. So <clears throat> if he were to go somewhere else, I think it would be a big deal. But it's not unprecedented. Right, Hashimoto had this huge run, and then boom, zero run, zero one. Muto was yeah. the, and then boom, here's the keys to all Japan. Right, I mean this this happens in Japan. It hasn't in a long time, but that isn't to say it isn't possible for Okada just to go. You know what? I'm gonna go do something else. You know, I could yeah, I well, can see it. I wasn't originally, but I could see it now. I think two weeks ago we were pretty bullish that it wouldn't happen. Super bullish. Yeah, yeah, and um, but I think the Barry Bloom rumors and that they're just rumors at this point. No one's no one's actually reported it, um, as I so angrily stated a minute ago. But um, <laughs> but um, I you know I think I think why we were so bullish is because no top star, and this is what Dave was saying, and no top star, top Japanese stars ever left Japan and went to the states. The closest would have been you know, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Shinsuke was not a the top guy there. He was he was you know below okada below tanahashi at the time so um so that that's that's really the that's really the big thing and maybe look maybe he's young guys coming up and be like you know maybe i need to get out of their way and i can go do something else for a little bit and then i can come back and work some you know dream matches with them you know maybe that's something that he could be doing good if you let um 
you let Yodasuji kind of run the run for a little for like three, four years, right? On top. Then all of a sudden the Tokyo Dome, you know, Suji wins the title for the third or fourth time. He's holding that belt, and all of a sudden you hear a coin drop. Fifty thousand people yeah. go nuts in the dome for the first time in years. You know, there is <laughs> something to that. So here's the thing, too, is like people can't miss you if you never go away. That's something I think we've lost in pro wrestling is people never go away. Right. I think that's what made the Cody stuff special when he came back to WWE. Like he came back a new man. Right. And it's been invaluable to him. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, how, how old is Okada? Was he 35 or 36? 35, 35, 36, something like that. He's not an old guy, but he's, he's got a lot of mileage. Yeah. But if he went, if he went and did like a three year tour in WWE, and then and then came back to New Japan, dude. Like we're talking, do- as long as he's healthy, we're talking dome sellouts. You know, like different generations yeah. coming together. You know, Okada versus yeah. Yota Suji, Okada versus Shota Umino. You know, Ren Narita. Um, I don't know if you you Amora will ever get there, but you know, maybe maybe one day he'll get there too. But uh, th- those three guys, I think, could be there in the next three years. Yeah, this, they're the new Musketeers. So that's you know, when New Japan when New Japan puts that label on someone they're serious right yeah like this they're like these are our guys like they did it with hashimoto mudo and shono in the 80s or early 90s they did it with okada uh uh and um uh tanashi and and nakamura those are the three musketeers like it when they say that these are the guys those are the guys so maybe maybe it would be in new japan's best interest if there, I don't know I can't even say it with a straight face. It definitely wouldn't be a dude Japan's best interest for Okada <laughs> to walk away. That's a that's a I'm yeah. stopping myself before saying something totally <laughs> stupid. But yeah. it would probably be good for the talent. It'd probably be good for the talent there to kind of grow because that, that's what had to happen when Tanahashi kind of took the reins, right? Is we had to do something new. So maybe it's that time. I mean, maybe I'm sure they don't want it, but it might be it might be. Bet? I don't know. I can't even say it. I mean, I, I can see why the talent would want it. I can see that yeah. they want their shot. Well, it wouldn't pay. It it wouldn't pay immediate dividends, but I think in the long road it might end up being better because you're you're gonna you you're gonna be forced to build a whole new crop of talent. And I think they mm-hmm. I think they quickly found out that that new crop does not involve Sonata. Um and oh, and uh, yeah, so they're 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 gonna have to move on from Sonata, and I think Sonata isn't Sonata facing Naito in the Tokyo Dome. Naito at the Dome, I, yeah. I think, and then he'll lose. Yeah, he'll lose to Naito, and then, and then I think we get Naito. I think the long the long play then will be Naito Suji, right? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Suji is in Los Ingonopolis, right? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I think I think that would be the long play. But uh, man, hey, look for a couple of guys who don't cover New Japan. I thought we did okay, although I I did say Nakajima was a Noah guy for life. So apparently, I don't yeah, know I mean, like, everything. but it's but it's a, <laughs> I get why you would say that because he's been there a good chunk of his career. But in reality, he's a Kensuke guy. Like he he's very loyal to his uh, uh, stepfather, adoptive father. Like I don't know how I don't know how you. I don't know how it kind of works in Japan, how you would call that. But I mean, like, that's basically his dad. And the young part of his career was spent wherever Kensuke was. And then he got, got to flower and be his own guy. And he's a fucking dickhead who's also currently the All Japan yeah. Triple Crown champion. <laughs> I, I I adore him immensely. He's awesome. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he doesn't understand that wrestling is fake. <laughs> no, he has no you know, clue. It, no, one, it, no one told him it's a work. So it's so, you know. <laughs> 
Nakajima reminds me of an old Mick Foley like stand-up bit from Mick Foley's one-man show. He's like, you know, uh, when I was coming up, I would watch a lot of Terry Funk matches, and I was, I would watch his punches, and they looked so great. He was making contact, and the guys were selling, and his punches looked so great. And finally, I finally got to work with him, and I was going to learn the secret of his punches. And then he just knocked the shit out of me. <laughs> he goes, wait a minute. The secret is they're just real punches? <laughs> That's kind of like Nakajima. I yeah, Nakajima actually just kicked your face in. Like yeah, remember the last year he got in trouble with DD with uh when they were DDT with Tetsuya Endo. He knocked the fuck out of him, gave him a concussion, like legit. And you look at it, he kicked the shit out of him. Like that was nasty looking. Like no, definitely not pulling punches. And the worst part is he kicked him in the head and he was kind of like laughing about it, like, oh look at that. I knocked him out. <laughs> like that's the thing, is he's he's kind of a prick. I love it. He, he is. Yeah, he is. He's great. He's great. Um, so, um, Sting. Let's talk about Sting because you know there's Let's been this um, knock on. There's been some a knock on Sting throughout his old career that Sting is not a draw because whenever he took over as the WCW champion, um, business was down, and then he was in TNA all those years, and TNA never sold any tickets, and apparently that's all Sting's fault. But they're about to sell out the Greensboro Coliseum for Sting's farewell match. Um, can everybody just eat shit now about Sting not being a draw, or are they just going to say, oh, it's a one-time deal? Mike, what was the, the number one WCW pay-per-view, the top-selling WCW pay-per-view of all time? WCW Starcade 97, Hogan Sting. That would be correct. So uh, I don't want to hear that talk, because it's negative talk. You bo- And I've said this to the cows come home. The WCW, booking matters, right? Booking matters. And WCW didn't have a competent booker well, probably until Kevin Sullivan, realistically speaking, like they didn't, they couldn't draw, like they, they tripped over their own feet trying to, trying to draw stuff. So Sting was like the only like level force in that company for years. He was like the rock that the company was like, could like withstand when everything was down. Sting was always there. And TNA, like I said, TNA was never designed to draw. Like they, they yeah. ran the impact zone. They only, they only like put the show on the road a handful of times. They didn't have the infrastructure to like legitimately run right it just it just wasn't it wasn't what people wanted it to be right it was a tv show and that's what they treated it as sting was a player on a tv show who commanded a high salary deservedly so he's sting yeah so um uh we're pretty excited about this i'm really looking forward to to his uh his final match uh, there have not been any rumors as to who it could be but i'm man i'm still thinking samoa joe i know we talked about that a couple weeks ago but, um, I, you know, originally it was Darby, but I don't fine. think they could trust Darby to stay healthy. So I'm thinking Samoa Joe. Well, Darby's going to go climb out Everest and might die. My kid yeah. asked today if Darby's, if there's going to be an avalanche, if Darby will try to surf the avalanche because he's been watching like ridiculous Probably. movies and stuff like that. And I'm like thinking like, no, he can't do that. But in my head, I'm like, you know, he might try. Like I could see yeah. him like thinking he could, <laughs> he could see him thinking he could do that. So um, I don't know if you books it was we're both on we're both on the Samoa Joe like for the title. We both think that's how Sting should go out. If that's not a possibility, what do you do? In Greensboro. Well, yeah, in 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 Greensboro. I think they're gonna want to do a tag match, and I would avoid that. I want to see Sting have his final match, like for for the world championship. That's what that's what I'm thinking. So if we can't get Samoa Joe. Um, you know, we keep hearing that MJF may end up taking some time off because he's got, you know, all these injuries. 
But the other option, I could see MJF talking his way into that match and uh, defending his title against Sting and beating Sting in Greensboro. I, I could see him just wanting to do that because um, he's look, he's he's AEW's top guy. Um, <clears throat> so of course he would want to do that. Um, you know, Chris Jericho comes to mind. I know that everybody would want Sting to put over somebody young. Samoa Joe wouldn't fit that bill, but they do have the history. But we've never seen Chris Jericho versus Sting. So I think that would that would be cool, kind of like a, a legends matchup, you know. So people say whatever they want about Chris Jericho. I bet he has a good match with Sting. I bet I bet he does. Yeah, I bet, right? I bet Jericho. And and honestly, that. honestly, Sting could win that match too. Like he didn't have to like there's no rule that says you have to lose on your way out. He could beat Jericho. I think Sting is gonna want to lose on his way out. Yeah. Right. I think that's just the way his brain operates. And I'll throw one at you. I'd like to see Swerve Strickland. There you go. Yeah, I I could I could be down with that. Yeah, um, I think, you know, I I, I have not watched Dynamite yet. Uh, it's on my it's DVR. Good. I'll be watching it. Yeah, well, I mean, they've the last month has been the last month has been awesome. Like, like I have not been really keeping up with Collision too much, just matches here and there. But I've been watching every episode of Dynamite, and um, I would say since they started the tournament, everything's been great. So, uh, good good on them. But yeah, um, I I think Swerve is like. Out of all everybody on AEW, like Swerve is the only guy that I see that has like kind of momentum that's ready to break through some type of ceiling, right? Like I just I just see it in him. He is the guy that I Thanks feel like can be the next big star for them. And no, I'm, if they want to do it, but here here's the problem though, JD, is I think that he does it as a babyface, and I think that um, I don't I, I think that you know. If they booked him against Sting, they'd want him to be the heel. But I think, I think the big money isn't isn't Swerve as a babyface. I do. I, I I get where you're coming from, but he's still a heel right now, which was reinforced on the show tonight. Um, here's why I think it can work is because with Nana and the Embassy, right? Because with Sting right now, let's not forget he's 64. He's not working a traditional main event style match, which is why I question if they're not going to go with with Joe. Because like it's, I just don't. He, I don't. I think he needs bells and whistles. And I think with the yeah. embassy, with Brian freaking Cage specifically, and Darby, and I'm sure you could get some other folks, Hangman involved. I'm sure you could make it a clusterfuck. But because all the clusterfucks that have involved Sting in this company have been really good, so I think that if you went with Sting and then Swerve, and then at the end maybe you could do a little, not like a double term, but maybe you can get Sting to endorse him a little bit and start pushing into that babyface role for him for Swerve, for Swerve Strickland. Like I think I, if I were them, I would be pushing in that direction right now. I'm going to get a text from John Muse telling me it's a terrible idea. In about sixty, <laughs> in about in about thirty six hours, I'm going to get a text saying, "Yeah, you're, you're dumb." So, and I'm going to laugh about it. But um, I don't know. That's that's kind of that's kind of what I would like to see happen in Greensboro. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I think there's a lot of good options um, and uh, it's, it's sure. going to be really interesting. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting either way. I mean, sting sold the place out. So um going to be, going to be a big show. Yeah. And before we get off here, let's do, let's talk about, um, Oh, uh, real quick before we get to our last topic, because I think we'll spend a lot of time on our last topic. Um, WWE is refocused on signing uh, a lot of their, their homegrown stars or not homegrown a lot of their stars um charlotte ray mysterio that's why i corrected myself homegrown ray mysterio <laughs> and uh, dominic have all resigned and it appears that um after the new year they're going to be focusing on uh, signing some of the other big stars like you know becky and seth and 
Drew McIntyre. But yeah, look, you know, at one point we thought the TKO wouldn't be willing to be spending big money to resign these people, but it appears that is not the case because Charlotte has just signed the biggest contract in you know women's uh, history for WWE apparently. Well, I guess the thing is like, how does the money get spent? Like, I want to see what what TKO does when some of these mid level contracts come up, right? Do you yeah. protect your stars and kind of push out the middle guys? Cause you have a bunch of dudes in NXT that can do that job cheaper. Yeah. Better, eh, but cheaper. So, I mean, like I think protecting your stars is smart, right? Protecting your top players will say is smart. Like you want to keep like, and you don't want them to go to free agency. Cause then they're going to be expensive, especially if you want them. And if you have plans for them and they're coming up, you want them locked down. You don't want them testing free agency. Same way. Tony Khan locked down the elite. Right. So you don't want, you don't mm-hmm. want that. It makes complete sense. I, I, I get it. Like you want to make sure your, your guns are, are locked in before they have a chance to test the open market. If I'm a talent, maybe I want to test the open market. I don't know. Some people like, you know, job security and which is weird yeah. thing for a WWE talent to be like, think that their contract means they have job security, right? They, they have 90 days worth of security at any point they can get cut and they have 90 days mm-hmm. of pay. Right. There, there are 90 day contracts essentially, but you know, I mean that, that could be different under TKO because you know, UFC has been paying fighters through their contract uh, so much so that Tony Ferguson, you like he was a former top, top UFC uh, star. He just lost his seventh match in a row. <laughs> so, uh, and because he had signed such a, he had signed a six fight deal before he lost, he lost the title fight. He had signed a six fight deal. Um, so he is seven fights in a row. He's lost when back in the day, you you would lose three or three or four fights in a row and you were cut essentially. But now it seems like they're more willing to just pay people out of their contract, even if it's to their own detriment. Um, they should not be allowing a guy to lose seven times in a row because it's you know brain that's damage. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's a lot. That's yeah, a lot. so yeah. And you get for yeah. four, you'd be like, maybe I need to reconsider this. You know, I don't know. Um, yeah. I don't. It's 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 interesting to me to see how because we still don't know what TKO means for that company, right? We're yeah. still kind of learning. I think they're still kind of learning. Like, I think they're kind of trying to figure things out as they go. Can they lock down all these free agents to big money deals? Matt says maybe not. I don't know. I think it's going to be interesting next. I think the next six months are going to be very, very interesting. Both companies, both companies, yeah. maybe all three, to be honest with you. We'll see what Scott Moore pulls out of his ass. All three could be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Can they? I mean, WWE has unlimited resources. Um, will they? That's that's the bigger thing. Like, will the will the bosses at the top allow that stuff to happen? I, I think I think your Still- Becky's and Charlotte's and uh, Seth Rollins and Drews. I think they'll probably stay put. But you know, guys like Sheamus, it's like, hey man, we love you. You're a great guy, but we're not going to give you a single dollar over what we were paying you. You know, the last you know twenty years, right? I th- I think we start seeing guys like that drop off, kind of like Ziggler, right? Like I put Sheamus and Ziggler in the same category. Like Fair. former world champions, never, never really drawn, had some good matches, can be, can produce whenever called upon, but never really going to be somebody that the, that a company is dependent on. Right. Um, just g- good guys to have around. And I, I think that Seamus fits that same bill with Ziggler. Yeah, I can't, I can't argue that one bit. I have, I just, I just wonder how it shakes out, man. Like, it's just going to be, it's going to be interesting to see. Are they going to stay in hoarding mode? Like you can't, you can't just like have all this talent under contract. Like you've got, you've got these guys in NXT that you need to eventually work in. We start working in the creeds, you know, Dragon Lee was up, I guess now he's back down. Like 
you're going to have to start processing guys through. So I'm just, I don't know. I'm curious to see how lean, how thick the roster stays over the next year. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. And it really depends on this new TV deal that raw is going to be getting. And speaking of which WBD and paramount, it was uh, the news broke today. I can't remember who broke it, but uh, the WBD Warner brothers discovery and paramount have opened discussions about a possible merger, man. We were always thinking that it was going to be universal. How did Paramount enter, enter into all this? Because I think Universal shot it down. Like, because you got to look at this. Like, I did, I did a little research before we got on the show. Since 2022, like basically since the Discovery, the Discovery Warner Media merger happened, Zaslav has been looking for another company to get in bed with from jump there was talk of comcast that was the big rumors comcast was going to merge them and i came on this show and said i don't know if the government's going to allow that because of just how massive comcast is and then there was talk that they were going to sell warner brothers to universal right so they were looking about getting rid of assets now the talk is oh we're going to merge with with paramount and having done some research on the subject the problem with that from a regulatory standpoint is the sheer amount of debt that both come that this new company would acquire like warner media is 35 billion dollars in debt paramount is 15 billion dollars you're talking 60 billion dollars of debt and you can sort of say well it's not real it's not real I mean, you can, yeah, I, I wouldn't argue that, but the guy, there's like, and again, these are people smarter than me. They're saying, so I'm just parroting this stuff. They're saying that the government might not let that one fly. Just be mainly, again, Paramount's a much smaller company than uh, Comcast is. But again, it, it, they're saying that because of that, the, 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 the sheer massive amount of debt, it might not, it might not pop. All I know is Zaslav definitely wants to be a, wants a partner in all this. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. You know, th- this whole thing is going to be, wild if it even happens if the government even allows it which i think that would be a a really tough thing because paramount was is the product of a merger that just happened a couple years ago like cbs and viacom merged and like you know all the the cbs networks which you know your cbs proper cbs sports and pop tv and all them and then you had your viacom networks which i believe was showtime the paramount network MTV and um, VH1 and all those networks that then becomes a big conglomeration. And now what they've done is now they're, they're cutting out Showtime altogether. Showtime's dead. Like mm-hmm. they, they had Showtime boxing and Bellator and they cut out their whole sports division. Well, now they're just cutting out the entire Showtime division. It's all going to go Paramount plus, And uh, I think you'd be able to access like there's going to be a Paramount plus channel on your cable provider. So that whole thing's just going away. Um, as they they go to cut costs, and that has got them into entering into merger, um, into merger talks with another company who just merged with another company. Um, <laughs> so, like, I, I I just don't see how the government would even allow it to happen. They would have to then probably sell off a bunch of their assets to these other conglomerations to make sure that they don't get too big, which could be a whole you know issue in and of itself. Kind of like the you know, Fox selling off all those assets over to Disney, right? They had to do something similar mm-hmm. um, because they because mm-hmm. they didn't want Disney to get too big because Disney bought, you know, FX and and those networks, and now Disney just bought 20, Hulu. Yeah, was D- that? Disney picked up. Well, Disney was a partial owner of Hulu when Hulu started. It was owned by CBS, ABC, Disney, or CBS, Disney, and Comcast. 
Comcast being NBC. So it was Hulu was supposed to be the the television answer to Netflix, and then everybody got super greedy, and they all have this stake in Hulu. And Disney finally just bought out the state the shares of Hulu. So now it's all theirs. There was a quarter theirs for a long time. Now it's all theirs because again they acquired Fox's shares. They bought 20th Century Fox. That's what Disney did. Fox spun off yeah. the Fox Corp, like News Corp, right? The Fox conglomeration spun off its uh, its entertainment wing, like 20th Century Fox, essentially, and sold that to Disney. Now that's what Zasloff had talked about doing too. So if the government or if, if they get win again, we've heard these merger merger talks before when it comes to WBD. So we got to wait this out. Like, and that's a long time. That's a long, long time before that. The precedent of that being Sinclair and Tribune Media would have been a massive, massive deal. The Trump administration said no to that one. So if the Trump administration <laughs> says no, that like, gets yeah, too big, I can't see a Biden administration or whatever happens in the next election term. I, I can't see that happening. But I could absolutely see Zaslav spinning off Warner Brothers. I could see him spinning off all this other stuff that he has purchased and just like pushing out DC, pushing out Warner, you know, in um, the Turner, maybe, maybe they sell the Turner stuff, right? I mean, any of that stuff could be sold. I just, yeah. I don't know. I don't know where this goes. Like, I, part of me is like, why did you merge with all this if you really didn't want it to begin with? Like, all you did was accrue a ton of debt and pissed a lot of people off and made a shit ton of bad decisions. Zaslav sucks. Yeah. It's like, what was what was the goal? Like, what what did what did Warner Brothers have that Discovery really wanted? Right. Like, and I Warner Brothers. Yeah, but yeah, Warner Brothers. But was it the movies? Was it TNT, TBS? Was it CNN? It sure, it couldn't have been CNN. CNN's a money pit, right? So, like, I, I, I just don't know what it, what it actually was. Well, that's the thing is, ever since since W since the merger, the WBD merger, like that hasn't done well. The stock market has not treated this merger well. Similars does not love the TKO merger, right? It does not love the Endeavor in this. Like some of these public companies are are finding these mergers, and then they're finding. Like the big time buyers remorse after this, and and Zaslav's on two going into year three of this, I, I, and this is why he keeps looking to unload it, man. Thirty thirty five billion dollars is a lot of billions, right? It's a lot as a CEO. You're supposed to like control. And let's be honest, the streaming wars have puttered out. They've puttered out. It's all been a failure. It's all been a failure, right? Everyone's losing money. Disney is working, and Netflix is still even losing everything everything they had netflix is still like the big dog in the streaming yeah. platform and nobody else catches them everybody thought they could compete everybody thought this would be like cable part two and the pandemic rushed it before it was really ready and now everyone's like oh shit this isn't working we're billions of debt and people would say oh billions of debt it doesn't matter but it's still billions of debt and this is where we are i don't know man it's not great no no, and uh, I I wonder how this merger, these merger talks, if they would affect the pro wrestling media rights. Um, I that that is curious to me. I mean, it it, it could because who's going to be the the big boss in that relationship? I would assume it'd be WBD. Um, but I mean, CBS is nothing to to stub your nose at, right? Like CBS is big time, and the Paramount people totally totally got rid of all combat sports like they they shit-canned bellator they shit-canned um boxing they they have combate global on their uh, on paramount plus but nobody watches it nobody knows it's there it's i think it's like almost free content for them to put on their their station 
or to put on their app. Um, they, they want nothing to do with it. And, um, when TNA left Paramount and these new people took over, they wanted nothing to do with pro wrestling ever again. So I'm curious to see how that works out. It all depends on the corporate culture takes over. Right. Um, and you have these deals like that's, it could be why they're looking at acquiring WWE, right? Cause you're trying to look, look, we have this, we have this other property associated with us. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to figure out where we stand with all this. And it could just be, there's a lot, there's a lot that goes on. And these, these big, these big billionaire types, like they have their hands in a lot of pots. So sometimes you just, you know, your, 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 your hand, your right hand is one pot, your left hand is another and the two don't have anything to do with each other. Right. Those are completely mm-hmm. separate things. And sometimes, sometimes one feeds the other. You just never know which, in which case this is. And I don't know. I don't know how a potential WWE deal could affect a merger. I'm still not sold in the fact of a merger being possible, right? Yeah. You got to look at the merger as something that can happen years down the line. Cause that's what it would take. It would take a couple of years to get that done. Whereas this WWE potential WWE deal and a potential AEW renewal are things you have to worry about tomorrow. So I don't know, man, it's, it's interesting. And I don't have a clear cut answer on what I think about it. Like, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to know what Zaslav's going to do. He's kind of unpredictable. Yeah, he's definitely a wild card. Well, we'll we'll keep an eye on it. We'll uh, as news as news comes out, we'll we'll be sure to cover it here and to talk more about it here because uh, I do I do find that to be incredibly interesting. But uh, hey, guys, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Um, head over to patreon.com slash the Mike and JD show. We got an overtime coming out for you. I did a brace for impact. I did 30 minutes, um, just talking news. There's nothing really to cover, but if it comes out that, um, that somebody has signed, there's a big deal happening. There's news breaking. I'll just pull out my cell phone and I'll just knock something out for everybody and, and, and upload it to Patreon. Um, cause I will be on, I'll be on the road the next couple of weeks. JD and I will figure out what's going on with the show. We'll figure that out next week. But, um, <clears throat> if, if I have to call in, we'll do that. Um, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see how all that works out, but, um, content will not stop. We'll still be doing content. It might just be a little bit different than uh, what you guys are used to. So, um, but yeah, that's going to do it for us, everybody. Um, JD, um, oh, you know, JD talk about, um, before we go talk about Gaijin, you've been uploading uh, chapters of Gaijin. How's that going? And uh, what what chapter are we on? And when are we uh, going to get some more content? We took a pause because I had to get my finals done for my yeah. school this week. By the way, straight A's this semester. Very proud of myself. Nice, and nice. I had to get the kids' finals. Like the last two weeks are, are kind of crazy in the holiday. So I'm going to upload. I believe we're on chapter seven. I got to double check that. I believe we're on chapter seven. I'm going to upload five chapters to on Friday. So we'll kind of catch everybody up from what they missed. If you've been missing out. Uh, go on the Patreon and it's all there for you for you to read. Um, I'm I'm very happy with this book. Like I said, I took a picture of my bookshelf at home and I said, you know what? It's time to add another book to this. And I've got one ready to go. I'm just letting it go to you guys first before we do the Kickstarter next in 2024. I want it to go to you guys. I want you to tell me what you think. So give it a read, man. That'll be the next five chapters will be on Friday and uh, we'll go from there. Awesome, man. Well, uh, thanks everybody. And until next time, mahalo. Uh, 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 uh. Competition starting to get thick, it's the click So I hope you watch your A-game, A-man No rain from the track when we unite and spit This isn't A-game, better bring your A-game Competition starting to get thick, it's the click So I hope you watch your A-game, A-man No rain from the track when we Do you like wrestling trivia? 
then check out the five-star match game, The Pro Wrestling Quiz Show. I'm Joe Gagne, and every episode, I grill three contestants with five rounds of power-packed wrestling trivia. We have over 30 evergreen episodes in the archives covering WWE, AEW, Japan, Mexico, and much, 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 much more. Play along at home and check it out today.